0: All right, welcome back to the Ugly Pike podcast. Today, Frank and I have the pleasure to speak with an old friend of the show. He's the owner of Andy Myers Lodge, located in Vermilion Bay, Ontario. Of course, on the world-famous Eagle Lake, 68,000 acres of trophy water and stunning scenery. He's also a kick-ass muskie angler, and you just look at his Facebook photos and you'll see. Uh, Mr. Julian Kalka, welcome to the show. We know you're very busy, so thanks for taking the time to do this with us today.
1: No problem, boys. Glad to be back. Oh, that was an adventure. Uh, Julian,
2: it's so good to hear from you. Uh, Julian and I have uh, reconnected uh, under abysmal circumstances, I think, on social media because I think, Julian, uh, you know, Chris and I have, have done a lot of uh, recent episodes where we talk about our, our, our sympathy and our... our our mandate to try and help uh, the tourism industry in this province. And, um, you know, it, it's been frustrating for us. Uh, it's been fr- more than frustrating for you, I can't imagine. And uh, we're really glad to reconnect with you. Uh, for the listeners, I've been up to Andy Myers Lodge a bunch of times, as you know, or you may or may not know. Uh, Chris has made the trip as well and had a fantastic time on that lake. So it's uh, it's great to, to see you and, and talk to you again, uh, Julian. And, uh, Chris, there's uh, there's a lot to get to today, isn't there?
0: Yeah, I mean, of course, we're going to want to talk musky with Julian, but, you know, you touched on it, like based on this existing climate and, you know, these restrictions and the stuff that Julian's facing, especially, you know, one of the hardest hit um, 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 areas is tourism. And, and we want to hear from you, Julian, like as Frank mentioned, we're happy to talk to you today. So maybe we can just start there and just kind of get a bit of the context and, and, and situation that you're facing. We know you have a fantastic lodge, and we've both been there, as Frank mentioned. And, you know, we're going to get into some of the, you know, things that I really enjoyed about staying in that place. But how how are things with you now? Like, let's just hear from you on on, on the current situation.
1: Yeah, thanks, boys. It's, uh, let me just say this, since October 2019, it has just been... Uh, Well, it feels like the world just, I don't know, fell apart. Like it's, you know, I've been doing this since obviously, I mean, I know you guys, you've been here while I was the owner. I bought it in 2013. Uh, Steve Herbeck, who had it in the past 19 years, built a a, a good flagship here, and we kind of took it to a whole new level. Things were flying. And then, like I said, here comes uh, this new, you know, virus, and it's kind of changed everything, and it's uh, heartbreaking to see, how big tourism is in Canada uh with the the business side of things of how much it it opens doors to other businesses be totally forgot and I mean it's uh this government I I gotta be honest you know people know me as an honest guy uh I say what's on my uh in my heart you know and I wear it on my sleeve but I, I'm I'm, I'm basically disgusted with this government. I mean, I know there'll be people that I could get ridiculed and uh, slam for this or whatever. I mean, I'm not saying there isn't a virus, but when I hear our prime mm-hmm. minister and so speak that, you know, we've, uh, Minister McLeod, say that they've been there for the backs of tourism, I'm still waiting to see it. Along with 200 and some other camps I could speak for right now. I mean, we've been forgotten. It's just not right when you pay that much into this economy to be left in the dark. And it really hurts not to see our guests across south. As you guys know, uh, we do have Canadians, it's very small percentage, Uh, we're known globally. I mean, I have people that come from Europe every year, but I think it's the outline where we lay in Northwestern Ontario, We're a small market uh, for Canadians, really. I mean, if you look at, we're three hours from Manitoba, so we're 21 hours from a 14 million population of Toronto. So a lot of people in this area have campers, you know, the lakes you fish for free. It's kind of hard to get domestic, like, you know, international travel here locally to book at these resorts. So it's been frustrating. I mean, we've been sitting quiet here for... uh, since September, we didn't open at all last year. We had some uh, fire evacuees. Uh, we had some great locals come and support it, you know. But my guide staff or my staff have been supportive. They're all ready to come back when we can open. Hopefully, we hear something this week. Uh, some took little jobs here and there. You know, I get it. You have to move on. Uh, but they're all coming back. Like, we we haven't lost no one. AML ain't going nowhere. Uh, But it it has been heartbreaking, to say the least, of what we went through for and it's been 17 months like we need answers.
2: Chris, if I can if I can just follow up with what Julian said, Julian, you, you said something very telling. And I don't as a fellow business owner, I'm a gym owner. Okay, so like you and I have been just thumped over the head unfairly Um, and I don't I don't really give a fuck if I if people don't like what I say I don't really don't care don't listen Um, but you know I think it's very easy for people to say you know uh, close down and lockdown and all this kind of stuff but what you said was like you talked about other industries and other jobs that are affected. And I think it's tough sometimes for people to really understand the trickle down effect, uh, in the economy. So it's not just Andy Myers lodge. That's out of, out of, um, you know, out of, not out of business, but down at at the moment. But can you expand a little bit on what you meant and, and give, give, maybe give our listeners some perspective on, uh, what the trickle down effect is that you're seeing in your community, in your region, in your industry, in the province, maybe.
1: Oh, 100%. It's huge, you guys. I I think people... See, the biggest thing... And I'm like you, Brass. I'm to the point... Like, you know what? People are always going to have different opinions. I'm to the point I really don't care right now. Like, I'm 17 months. I got a family to raise. I put all my sweat and tears in this. We're not going nowhere. Uh, But it's... I'm tired of hearing people keep saying, well, you got to adapt and change. These are million-dollar operations. Not everyone's in that right place to just say... You know, when I hear people drop your prices, it's it sounds easy for someone that never lost a paycheck. You work at the Gold Cork Mine, the Dryden Mill. So you got teachers, you got lawyers, you got doctors, you got cops. And, you know, there's. I know everyone has different views, but no one's lost an income like some of us. And when I hear people say, yeah. well, you know, you got to adjust, you got to so rent your cabins for $100. You know, I don't go to my supplier's uh from gas to propane to Cisco foods when we're open and say, listen, I took a hit. So I expect my grocery bill instead of being 10,000 a week, I want it down to two. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't work like that. There are some camps. I mean, we have got uh, Canadian yeah. supportive. There's some camps and I, I give them credit. And they're, some are, you know, I don't think they're doing uh, that great, but they're doing well enough. You know, they're, they're hanging on, they're trying new things. but everyone's in a different class. You know, some people can, uh, they're able to do that. Their places are paid for. They've been doing it 50 years. So, you know, they can kind of do a different cliche until the borders open, et cetera, et cetera. But you got to remember, we just built a brand new lodge two years ago. Another camp on Eagle Lake Mm -hmm. day. Uh, I supported a buddy of mine who employs 16 people. uh, One of the greatest builders I know in our whole area. And, you know, everything's handed down to jobs. You think of the money we spent at the local lumber yards to, uh, carpet layers to my buddy's business you know it's a ripple effect and what you're seeing now is a lot of camps in the area these little mon and paw shops that survive by tourism coming up you know they get six months they have a donut shop per se or they sell minnows they're all taking a hit and not everyone can just survive this for another three four years like we have to learn to live with Mm -hmm. this and we have to move on I mean, if we're not going to get help from this government in our sector, then the only thing they can do for us is let us get out of this ourselves and open the borders. You know, it's time now, you guys, like you have to look around the world. I I know people are a lot are against it. It's too early December. But while they're watching these news stations just promote fear, I wonder if people really sit back and are looking at what is happening around the world. You see ball games of 40,000. You see Indy 500 of 180,000. You see UFC fights the other night, 21,800 in attendance. You know, people are drinking beer. They're Mm -hmm. living life. We're sitting here in northwestern Ontario with zero cases and we're locked down. Like this, this, you know, whatever your belief is, it doesn't make sense no more. We're doing more harm in the health industry. Uh, Businesses, you're going to see bankruptcies. I think people are in for a rude awakening if we don't get open now. I think people are in for a rude awakening anyways, because what's going to
2: happen. Like I'm from Niagara. I'm from a service. This is a service town, but we're going to see mass business closures and the CRB is going to be gone and people are going to go out to apply for jobs and and they're, they're going to find that they, there won't be uh, many jobs left to offer certain, certainly nothing of of substance. Um, And so it's, it's a real, it's a real messy situation. This is a tourist town as well, Julian. So Again, I, I empathize with you. I have a lot of friends that rely, geez, part of my income relies on tours, and I own, I own uh, an Airbnb. Right. And that's been close. So, uh, I, I, but what you said, and, and Chris, I'm going to shut up here in a second and let you ask some questions, but um, what, what you said about people saying, oh, you've got to pivot, you've got to adapt, that drives me fucking crazy because it's like, A, any small subsidies businesses are getting from governments even if it manages to keep your lights on your business which by and large it doesn't doesn't pay for your home doesn't pay for your utilities the kids are clothes on your kids back your your vehicle your nothing doesn't pay for any of that and for a lot of industries there is no pivoting andy Myers lodge can't pivot andy Myers is a fishing lodge and they need to they need to do that restaurants are restaurants that by the way make all of their money selling booze there's You're eking out seven, 8% profits if you're lucky on your food. So the takeout argument is complete garbage. I own a jujitsu gym. You can't do jujitsu other than doing jujitsu. So there's a, you just adapt for a few months, maybe to, to ride things out, you know, two weeks to crush the curve, whatever. Uh, okay. But not, you know, as you say, Julian, 15 months, uh, 17 months or whatever the, the hell we're at right now, it's, um,
0: it's impossible for businesses. So, um, Frank, it's, it's, yeah. it's 17 months with still no clear plan. And that's what I think is even more frustrating. And he touched on the fact that the data just doesn't substantiate what is what is like happening now. Uh, you know, that's what I think is so frustrating for people, uh, as, as yeah. Julian touched on. Another thing Christian. to look at, Julian, when you look at like that, that trickle down effect and how many hundreds of millions of dollars in tax dollars have been generated for the government. How much of that has been you know kicked back to support you guys? None,
1: no, Chris. And that's the thing. And, and this is the misconception people get with the count. I read it all the time. I'm actually banned from my local radio station. Cause I call it how it is. And I just got tired of hearing it. And I'm still tired of hearing it. I hear it all the time. Well, tourism outfitters, they're millionaires anywhere. Uh, they've had support. Where's the support? I, I think I can clear this up. You know what tourism got for support. The only grant that tourism outfitters had now you got to remember our revenues are high we bring a lot of money into the local area this is new money coming into the country this isn't all canadians just changing exchanging money this money is taxed three times when it comes across the border to our gdp so it's huge what we bring in we got one twenty thousand dollar grant non-repayable after 17 months of zero income unless you had a weekend stay for they want to rent the cabin for a weekend. The rest has been loans. It all sounds great when people read it. Well, tourism's bailed out again. It's all loans. So that's like your uh, Frank's uh, uh, gym. And I, and he has no income. But I'm going to give you, Chris, you got payments on that. You got a mortgage. You got to pay your electricity, your hydro, draw a wage, you got to do all this thing. But here, I got a great idea. Let me give you a $200,000 loan that's repayable on top of your debt for something that we have no control over. You know, when I hear airlines like uh, Air Canada get $5 billion bailout uh, to give back deposits to people, like I've taken deposits from guests. And like I've told them, mine aren't on, uh, you know, rate in my policy. Deposits are non refundable. Now I get it. I tell people this. I don't want to keep your money. There's some I've already given back. A lot have been totally, a lot of our guests out there, I'll be honest, I have the best guests in the world. Uh, they've been so supportive. They get it. And like you tell them, I'll honor it all the way to 2022. Some people aren't fortunate to do that. Some I gave back because you get them emails. You know, I'm going to uh, slam you on uh, TripAdvisor Facebook. I'm going to let everyone know how you operate. It makes us owners look like shit. And, and that's not the type of people we are. So having nothing from the government. Look, all we ask as resort owners, you're not going to help us. It's 17 months. I haven't written a newsletter to my guests and they usually do two a year but I haven't written one in two years because we have no answers now I communicate with all my guests text messages uh Facebook people calling uh I mean they're like your family right and you can imagine the floods of calls that we get you know I get it too like you don't answer or whatever I, I don't think no one really understands what we're dealing with just give us a date. I'll tell you right now the government knows two days If them borders are going to open July 21st or if they expect to keep it closed till September. So why wait another week? Just tell us. Listen, you guys, all you camps, we basically say kiss our ass. You're not going to get no more help. You're not opening till October 1st, 2021. Now you can sit there. We can send out a newsletter, apologize to our guests again. Hopefully no one just says screw you Canada. We're never coming back. Julian, I wish you all the best. Uh, Kiss our ass whatever but at least we know now it's easy for me to say okay what do you do do you push more canadians and i i know where that's going you're not going to be booked you're not going to be allowed to hire all your staff back it that market in a hundred years of tourism has never been there I'll, i don't care who wants to argue with me it never will be there it just doesn't work this area well, Julia, here is-
0: just, just, just quickly- just quickly, Julian. I, I was reading a lot of those lodges have zero Canadian customers. I mean, or ninety nine percent are uh, American based customers. Is that is that correct?
1: Hundred percent. I talked to an owner today. Another owner, Facebook me. We just we, we keep in touch. All us owners. It actually grew. A lot of us owners. Uh, we all know each other in the area. You're at sports shows. You know everyone. It's uh, one of the businesses like selling cars, right? I got the better car, you. But to be honest, all us camps got beautiful operations. I know. Every owner, whether what they think of me, I'll I'll tell them this. Everyone I know that owns a camp, you don't do it for the money. You do it for a passion. And I know no matter where you book, wherever you stay, to me, I I would bet 99% of them are going to sweat in tears to give you the best vacation ever. So it brought us a lot closer. We're all in the same boat. We all we all know uh, we're left out to dry. The government does not care about tourism. Uh, that's just the way it is. Uh, we're on our own, basically. Uh, you hope everyone can survive? I hope that's the case. I know you're going to see some that won't and uh, some that are ready to give up. And some have been doing it 20 years. Uh, but it, it's like, you know, you can't sit back and wait forever and with no notice uh being told nothing eventually people just give up I, i'm not a quitter there's days you think that when i get up i'm like you know should i do something I, you owe it to your guest i love what i do i've been doing this since 15 so unless someone pulls this from me i ain't going nowhere i ain't gonna lose this place i'm gonna do whatever i can mm-hmm. and i'm here to ride this out but come on enough is enough you guys 17 months just give us a date you know like if that's the you already know Trudeau. Yeah. I hope you're listening to this, Justin Trudeau. Get on the phone, come out of your little schoolhouse, pick up a microphone, and just say, listen, all you tourism, you're not opening. Don't need to wait till Friday. You know, I hear rumors all the time, oh, July 26th, the unvaccinated. I'm not even getting excited no more until I know. Yeah. It, it,
2: that's another thing that really, you know, one of the downfalls of, of career politicians and, and people that are in charge that have never run a business is an operation like Annie Myers Lodge, or even an operation that is a mid sized restaurant, you don't just flip a switch and you're open and ready. Um, it's very, very complicated to recall staff to stock up on items you, you need. Like you said, Julian, $10,000 a month worth of food. I've been to your, your resort before you grew. And it was a large, impressive and complicated, uh, you know, well-oiled machine. And you don't just turn the switch and that doesn't come on. So it's, Again, from a business owner's perspective, the lack of details is all, and, the, and the lack of insight is almost as maddening as the shutdowns themselves because it's just as damaging.
1: Right. hundred uh, percent. You know, and I could tell people, uh, there's one thing to say you're in a kind of a recession, you know, where if we say we never, ever shut down, like COVID didn't exist or even if it did and it was here last March, but we were allowed to run last season. And because of some fear, some worry about health, I get it. People, you, you, you know, everyone to each and Everyone has an opinion, right? It'd be like saying, well, Julian, you look, you're, you're hundred percent capacity every year. You've been doing great. I, you know, this happened. What are you at? And I'm like, oh man, I'm down 40%, but you're still running to just walk in and hit a light switch and say, that's it. You're shut off. Like, that, like come on, you can only do that for so many months, you know, this, and then, and, have no help, have no. Why didn't they do last year? Why not keep leading us on with a carrot in front of us, dangling it and saying, okay, well, maybe next August, like this was, I'm talking last year. Why wouldn't you just say last March, mm-hmm. listen, we know that the borders aren't opening at all this year, but I'm not going to start promoting. I mean, you're always promoting. I'm promoting all over. You go to the website, you go to Facebook. I got over 40,000 likes and followers on our Facebook page. I have a great website. That's not just for Canada and the U.S. That's worldwide. I had people from Ukraine that try to book here. They love pipe fishing. They want to come musky. I mean, you're always advertising worldwide, cool. but the phone just doesn't ring nonstop from Canadians. It is like everybody else. A majority is 90% from the South. And that's just the way it is in this area. You know, and it's 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 frustrating again, to say the least, that we've had no timeline. We're told nothing, and we're just expected to keep hanging on. Like it, it's it's getting old. Yeah,
2: it's it's like they're it's all, like it sounds weird to say, but it's like they're trying to put people out of business. Like, look what happened to the restaurant industry right before. Um, Easter, right before Easter, uh, about a week before Easter, there was a press release from Doug Ford's office. We're going to allow restaurants to open with fifty percent capacity, and all the restaurants were like, "Great, perfect." Uh, And I went to get takeout at my buddy's restaurant, and literally three days later, they they announced the lockdown before the Easter weekend. Well, my my buddy's looking at me with a stone face, saying, "You know." He goes, Frankie. He goes, you know how that's how long I've known him. He calls me Frankie, He goes, Frankie, you know how much lamb and seafood I bought for Easter to open for Easter. Like, you know, they called their staff back. They bought a ton of perishable inventory, and and literally, what seventy two hours after saying we're going to open you fifty percent, they
1: said we're going to close you down. Like, what the fuck is that? crazy. Yeah. I well, I know. I Trust me until like, that, that's why that saying we're all in this together. Oh my God, that that like bullshit. Get me a roll aids or blood pressure medicine because I'm so tired of (laughs) hearing that we're all in this together. I swear I could have a heart attack when I hear that. It's not Mm -hmm. not, you guys. I mean, you got to remember, there's a lot of people over the year and I know people want travel or whatever, but a lot really nothing's changed, right? And I know many I'll call it out. I'm not yeah. scared to call it out. I hear people stay home, save a life, wear a mask or whatever. And I feel for you and they're doing their part. But a lot of hypocrites because I see them go out, they party, they just keep it quiet. You know what I mean? So because you're working and I'm not mm-hmm. like, that's fair. You know what I mean? It's, it's not right. You yeah. I care for my staff. I'm not, to be honest, I got three kids. I worry about their future. I never worry about me. I'll always find something and make it. But I got staff. Your staff is your family. They have kids. They relied on AML. You know, you feel like you are letting them down. What can I do yeah. to be better? But it's just not a market here. And that's, I'm not in a position. And there's many Dude. camps that are that just, you can't just open to hopefully get a last minute call on a Friday to book a cabin for two days and then hire everyone back. Hey, I mean, it's you're, you're going to go bankrupt doing that. Yeah.
0: Wow, it's uh, it's it's like a, a time we've never experienced. It's just unbelievable the, the the amount of frustration people are going through. I can feel it in your voice, Julian and Frank as well. I mean, I've been speaking with Frank for uh, you know the past year. I know how hard he's been hit and how difficult it's been for him. And obviously, I'm not a business owner, so I, I, I sympathize with you guys, but uh, totally support uh, your your kind of. Uh, strategy and how you're approaching this julian you touched on on some of the other lodge owners and how you become closer with them has there been some sort of like a community that's come together to pressure the government to, to start demanding for answers because i mean you, you you touched on it so many times like one of the the most frustrating things is just the lack of clarity right like you can't make decisions on strategies on how you're gonna how you're going to uh, mitigate this situation or crisis going forward when you don't even know what the decision is next week and the week after. So if you, like you said, if you knew on this date, it's open and you can start planning accordingly, but you don't know that. So you're kind of in this purgatory of like, what the hell do I do? And, and yeah. I'm, I'm assuming everybody's feeling that frustration. And, and, and how are you kind of pressuring the government to kind of say, Hey, like we need answers uh, and, and we need them know.
1: Yeah, you know, you know what, that's a good question. We have, I mean, we did, a. I know you guys probably knew about the tourism rallies matter last year. Uh, me and a couple other local uh, camp owners kind of put it together. Uh had a lot of support. I'll be honest, I was shocked at some. I was hoping you'd have more restaurants come support you, uh, more locals. I, I guess at that time, people were really scared of uh, the virus and stuff. And, you know, I get it, people people that don't agree with this it's, it's 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 like you chris you know sometimes your job just allows you, you you want to say more but it's just the way the world is now everyone's so scared to speak whether what their beliefs are because they don't want to get ridiculed fired from their job or whatever uh, but i'm i talk to camp 100%. owners every day in this area and we're all on the same page you know a lot of us lean on each other just uh you know, we all joke and say, you know, sell it, do this or whatever. I, I heard rumors already. Andy Myers, I heard Julian selling Andy Myers. Let, let's make that clear. Andy Myers is not for sale. I don't want to sell it. Uh, I, you know, I, I love what I do. But we're all in the same boat. We're waiting. We're, we're trying to lean on each other for answers. We're all, we write letters to MPs. You talk to them. Uh, but, you know, I'll be honest again. What Name me a politician that'll give you an answer, especially in this country you know what I mean? It's all politically correct. It's no one can Mm. stand. We need someone to just stand up and call it out. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's it's frustrating, but you know, like us camps have figured it out. We're on our own. This government is not going to help us. They do not care. I don't, besides what public thinks or what they hear on local radio stations or CTV or CBC news, how, Trudeau comes out. We'll continue to support tourism like we have from the start. Like I said, I just, I want that clear. I want it in writing. I want to hear, here's what we did from the government for Northwest Ontario, uh, located not near Toronto with 14 million people. Like we're the Ontario part. You guys know where we are. We're in the bush, middle of nowhere. I want to hear all this great mm-hmm. help that went to tourism. Because our insurance, for an example, insurance that don't leave. When you have a big investment like this, I can't just say, hey, insurance, I'm not paying my insurance. Like, I just got to risk it. So if the brand new lodge burns, I'm out all that investment, right? We got no cut makes on that. Every price still stays the same. You know what I mean? Like, there's no breaks. Mm-hmm. So where's the help? Just open the borders. Well, I think... And let us run. Yeah.
2: It's time. I mean, it's time. If not, when there's... You know, no, no. putting the, and I don't want to make this episode about, you know, COVID. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I want to keep it focused on, on the lodges yeah. and the plight of the lodges, yeah. but not not, yeah. not not necessarily fishing, but the, the plight of your industry. I think it's important that we focus on that, but I can't help but think like, if not when the vaccines are out, then when, I mean, what is going to be the event, the catalyst? Um, it can't be when there's no cases cause that's never going to happen. Um, so, if not now, then when So I think that 's the other thing that's that 's kind of eaten away at the back of our minds that 's super annoying it 's that you know we did our part and we closed down when we were asked to we were told we were told the in Ontario that the I was reading on on this today. We were told in April that the shutdown was going to be four weeks. Yep. It turned out to be four months, right uh, We were told two weeks to crush the curve. We all know how that turned out, so um, I think the government really owes us um. Uh, honesty and action right now. And you know what? It's just, it's, you know, they had a concert in Nashville the other day, 350,000 people were at this concert. It was an outdoor event packed in like sardines. Um, They better, they better open these borders. They better lift these restrictions. And I hope to God we see accountability. I want to see trials. I would like to see accountability from our politicians because this was a mess. This was an absolute mess. And it it, it should never happen
1: yeah hundred percent it, it, it is what? and that's why I ask people all the time look no matter what people think uh and I know my views on this whole thing uh but what what is the end game you know because like you said we we went last year uh there was new right? right they say science no one knew what this was gonna go but we and then we we, we come what October yes. September it was like but we got to get vaccinated I had a lot of public uh people in my own community Joan, they just once everyone's vaccinated, you know, it's, we're going to open up. Look at the numbers of vaccination. So, and now we're still on a lockdown. So, again, like you said, what is the end game? Just just tell us all. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm tired of hearing, well, we don't know. We're learning every day. Because, that, you know what? Throw that bullshit out, too. Because it seems like science in Ontario is different than around the world. You know, like you said, Nashville, you got Tampa Bay Lightning on the cup. 21,000 fans cheering. They deserve that cup. No disrespect, I got a lot of buddies who love, Montreal. Would I want Canada to win? But to me, why we're allowing two thousand in the stadium, and but we can have fifteen thousand right outside the locked doors. You know, like you, you got to just ask yourself. Come on, you guys, it's time. It's not just I'm not here to put uh, make it all feel sorry. Julian, Andy, Myers, I don't care no more. It, it's for everyone. Uh, what our kids, uh, other small business, like you said, restaurants, barber shops like people have lives and they're living you can't expect and just keep backing people in the corner forever and and taking away everything that they work for that's not right and anyone who feels different thinks while it is and when i hear i get called when i'm arrogant i think you should look in the mirror because i don't think i'm the arrogant one i look out for everybody not just a certain amount you know what i mean and that that's my view on it so whether i get slammed later when we post this i'm to the point you know what (laughs) <laughs> it is what it is, but I've no, been well, doing I appreciate. This because- I appreciate
0: Julian. The, the best thing we can be is honest about how we feel, right? Like enough with this, just towing the line of what what you read in the in the in the media. You gotta. I, I appreciate the ones who are able to stand stand up for themselves and say, "Look, this is how I feel. I'm not doing anything. I'm not I'm not committing crimes here. I'm just I'm, I'm looking at the data. I'm looking. I'm reading the numbers. I'm looking at the world around me, and none of this makes sense. And you're moving our goalposts daily." And it's destroying our our, our our business right now. So uh, I'm just being honest how I feel, and that's that's the way I, I think you should you should look at it. And I think that's what you're doing. You're just you're just honestly giving us your opinion on the situation.
1: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I think yeah. too. And, just, too, and uh, that's why we got to get talking to fishing, so we can make everyone smile. Because I know we don't want to make this go. But again, I'm not. Everyone's gonna. Otherwise, you're here. You're you're getting a debate on masks. You're getting a debate on vaccines. You're always gonna have. Uh, it's just the way the world works. Not everyone's going to agree, uh, whatever, but we all got to exactly. think whether you're agreeing on vaccine passports, who can travel, do we wear masks, do we not, you know, you'll be here all day, this this conversation going for another 24 hours, we can sit here and talk about these debates. I just think, you know what, I think everyone needs to just come and say, listen, if you want to wear a mask the rest of your life, I don't care. Uh, you do what you do for your health your family's health what you believe in but we gotta we gotta move on like we we can't just we can't hear next week or this week hey borders are closed again for another 21 days so whoever had a small business you know we'll figure it out later we gotta open up you guys it's it just everyone should have a choice and there might be some camps that hear this and say well you know what i'm not ready to open up i just feel i want to wait till next year to me that's their choice that that that's something that obviously they talked about as a business plan as a family they feel safer to leave the door shut uh but i'm ready to go and i have many guests that have reached out to me across the borders they do we're double vaccinated. We want to come up we don't want to get your family sick like you know just here's our car keys we just want to come up support you guys and fish and i have some people that are honest and say you know i am double vaccinated i just i think i'm going to wait till like 2022 i'm a little worried I don't sit and argue with them on the phone. That's their opinion. I get it. I totally, totally yeah. get it. But we're here. We're ready. We want to open. We want to make new memories. We want to show what Eagle Lake has to offer. We want to get back to what we're good at. Because, you know, it's, otherwise we're just going to keep dragging this out. And eventually, it's. I think I think what we're doing to mental health and uh, economic things uh, yeah. that are going to come later, it's going to be way worse than this virus. Yeah. So we got to move. It's going to be a disaster, and we're already seeing it with the delay in, in cancer screenings
2: and other elective surgeries. But before we, we turn more positive into uh, the discussion, into the unbelievable waters that your lodge sits on, uh, Julian, you you, said, you made a comment that people think you're, you're cocky or arrogant or whatever it is. Um, people really need to understand. Um, Chris, you and I have been fishing our whole lives. I've gone to countless fishing lodges. You've been to a ton, too. Nobody works as hard as these lodge owners do. Like, you know, I think as anglers, we all fantasize one day. I'd love to own a camp, right? Julian, I'd love to own a camp, this, this, and that. I don't think, I don't even think even I understand the amount of work that it takes to run a camp, um, let alone to run a world-class A1 Mm. amazing service lodge like Andy Myers. I've never been to a better lodge in my life where people fall over each other um, you know, and Julian, I always I'm always really hesitant to like, hey, Julian, you know, to try to get your attention on site, because I, I know I could just tell how busy you are, but you you never make us seem like you're being inconvenienced when we have questions for you. So um, if people think, you know, if people think that's arrogance, you know, when you work your ass off to build something and, you know, as I as I say with my buddies, Julian, Andy Myers Lodge tore down a beautiful pristine lodge to build an amazing pristine bigger lodge like these are hallmarks of success and you know what Julian Kalka has every right to be proud of what he's done and not only that but the jobs he's creating in, in a community where creation of jobs is very difficult and the ripple effect that it has for things like food suppliers local insurance offices or whatever like guys like you julian and operations like andy Myers lodge are treasures for northern ontario and people really don't understand that and people don't really understand and the the people that are saying to you well you know your rates should go down you should pivot well look what's happening with with inflation inflation is cruising right now go to the supermarket we all know it we all hold our breath when we're at the supermarket till these days we all do it and if you don't you're a liar. You can't just drop your pants because the government has shut you down for a year and a half. It just doesn't work that way. And we're going to see in the next 18 months a level of inflation that's going to make all of our head spins. Um, So everyone needs to, you know, chill the fuck out and have a little – try to have a little empathy even though uh, most people will never achieve what you have achieved and don't work as hard as you do. And um, that really bothered me when you said that. So end of rant.
1: Well said, and I, and I appreciate. It. And I, you know what? Any business, you know what, business owners. Uh, you you have to have big shoulders, right? I don't care if you own a hot dog stand. you know, you you made twenty good hot dogs for the day. People are happy. Oh, the best hot dogs on the block. You get one guy to come up and say, "Well, it was a little cold, and then he writes a review and and yells at you. it's you know, not it's not business ain't for everybody. you know, i I, I feel there's times like I, I tell some people, you know, I, I know what I do here, uh, me and my wife, uh, my kids and the staff, right? I, I know I am by far, I didn't go to school to be a business owner. I just follow the passion and, you know, what just said, I think I can do it. I'm a hard worker and I just did it, right? But when you, when you look at it, you need a staff to make a business. And everyone here I know at AML for the last nine years, I can't thank them enough for the support and how hard we work to make people's trips. Now, obviously you know that's another podcast one day like what are your worst memories with guests who got mad or whatever something's happened and you deal with it and you know you'll always get criticized for some things the stronger person it is what it is but what i don't like about the government now and getting back to all this is we're, we're getting as a tourist owner, operator it's making us look bad You know, because people are only going to put up with so much. Okay, it's been two years. We haven't got our deposit back. You guys aren't opening. You know, your government's let us down. So we don't have the answers, but it makes us look like bad people. That's not the type of people we are. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's why people say, you ever read reviews? I got great reviews. But I said, you know, after COVID, I can imagine I could have 10 new ones or whatever. And you're not going to stop people from writing, right? People are going to have opinions, but it's just not fair, to what we've been dealt with uh, from tourism operators and anyone in the tourism industry. We need answers. This business is not for everyone. And I wouldn't wish what we're going on what happened to us and everyone else. I wouldn't wish this on anybody of what we've been going through. The last 17 months has just been a nightmare. I hear that. I hear you.
0: Um, Okay. (sighs) Chris, take us away. <laughs> well, you know, you know what, what else, what else can uh, we touched on so much? And, and, and uh, Julian made a good point. I mean, we could talk for, you know, 24, 48, 72 hours on this stuff. We t- touch on every point. It's just a never ending discussion. And uh, at some point, you know, w- w- we got to move on. But at the, at the same time, I think we touched on a lot of important issues. Um, so yeah, why don't we why don't we kind of segue into like what this is all about? This Andy Myers Lodge and, and and what you've created there, and and you you mentioned these uh these these memories that you create. Well, I mean, I have dozens from my experience with you. And talking about your staff earlier, uh, it brought just you know triggered a memory in me. Like Frank and I were skipping breakfasts at seven a.m. because we asked you, can you get your guide to get out at like five five thirty six? Cause we want to get out as soon as possible. And you're like, no problem. I'll talk to the guide. And then we're on the do- dock at five in the morning and you you already got guys out there filling the, the you know, the tackle and, and the middles and in, 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 in the boats at you know five in the morning. So you, you accommodated us and you can't do that without, you know, the support staff that you talked about. So you were bang on. And it just, you know, I, I got that memory in my head about how, you know, we got on the boat and I think we said, to, I said to Frank, like, wow, you know, everything we needed, we got, and uh that's not a very, you know, you know, you can't always accommodate everything the customer asks, as you mentioned before. You're gonna have people who are not happy mm-hmm. sometimes, but you, you did what we, 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 we were hoping you would do for us and that made a memory for us, you know, like we were we were skipping breakfast and, and being on the water first thing. It was amazing. Yeah. And Chris, we never wanted to come in for
2: dinner and there was always two plates waiting in the kitchen, right? Yeah. When like Her half name the module and we're coming in you know five minutes after dark because we're squeezing every ray of sunlight we can in every cast and we would go back in the lodge and there'd be two plates with our names on them we'd go back in the kitchen throw them in the microwave and like uh you know when i when i talk about the level of service at any myers it's just you know we we don't get paid julian doesn't give us free trips nothing like that it's just um, it's just great i mean it's just Honestly, a, a, yeah. have to be. sure for sure
1: I couldn't give uh, you, know, if, you know guys. I got. I got to charge double now. No, <laughs> <laughs> actually, really I
0: got.
1: I got to <laughs> ask you.
0: I, I mean, I got to ask you. When we went there, that that main lodge area was was really incredible. I mean, I felt like I was in a proper lodge. You know, with the fireplace, with the with the mounts, with the stone, with the woodwork, and just like the look, the the, the view over the lake, everything about it nothing to me said, let's, let's tear this down and renovate. And I'm obviously you have, you know, you did what was best for your business, but I'm just, I just want to understand from you what you did there because I haven't been back. And what I remember was such an amazing, you know, kind of atmosphere that you created. What was the, you know, catalyst or why did you, why did you make those substantial renovations? And
1: what changed? This was the exact question I I had, Chris. No, it's it's good. I mean, when you're doing well, you want to expand, right? I think we got to the the point that the old lodge was cozy. Remember, like I always tell people, we're not like Geneva at AML. I mean, I, I got buddies that own other camp stuff, and I look, and I'm like, man, they're just beautiful. But everyone has their own cliche, right? We're known as a fishing camp run by professional fishermen for fishermen we're not hot tubs saunas uh you know spas we are just a basic good food good beds the best guides work your ass off we're on world-class waters and we I, i feel we can't be beat i just i i it's we got such a great operation here and what happened was from high demand and thanks to our customers that word of mouth and uh, appreciated how hard we worked and what they got for the price they pay. They felt like, man, it, it, you can go to the next level. And it started getting crowded. A lot of people don't want to go on vacation now and cook their own meals. We found like 98% of our guests love that American plan, right? Where you you come in, you just, your wives are with you. You don't want your wife making supper. You want to go fish with your guide. Come in, you get home cooked uh, meals, breakfast and uh, supper. Lunch is packed for you. So the lodge was getting small. And I, to be honest, I had a big hole in the office for the first three years I owned it there. So you can start running the fall hunt and, uh, in October. I remember doing emails and invoices and had two heaters going by my feet with a blanket shoved in like insulation. I'm like, okay, hey, I, I, we got to do something, you know, and it, you can't put lipstick on a pig. Uh, I felt that we, we could work hard enough to uh, support building a new lodge. And I, I have no regrets of doing it, even though now if you would ask me, would you have built a new lodge and done all these renovations knowing COVID was going to come up? Yeah, I probably would have said no, I would have just kept everything the way it was. But that's the part of business, right? Like I, I'm, I, I, you can't predict the future. I, I, I plan to expand in the years to come. I'm not going to just wait for the next deadly virus. I mean, I live every day, right? If the business does good and I can make it better for my guests who come and support us, I'm going to keep making this place better. You know what I mean? So this year, obviously, for the next year, we'll probably sit pretty idle, give people the best fishing trips uh, we can offer. Uh, nothing's going to change. And then we'll look at some uh, more rentals and that down the road. We just got to get out of this. You know what I mean? But that's how the lodge come. And you know what? You would, Rome wasn't built in a day. Uh, when you build it, they will come, is the old saying, right? And, it, you know, it's paid off in dividends. I mean, people love the lodge. Uh, They love being the way we do our seminars at night. It's more open. It's still that homey, cozy feel, Uh, wide open. Everyone feels welcome. So I'm glad I did it. Like I said, uh, I look forward to the future of this place. Uh, I'm only 41, right? So hopefully we got uh, many good years left in us. I think I do, unless this, uh, if I don't have a heart attack, but I think I'll be here.
2: Hey folks, thanks for listening. That's part one with Julian Kalka. Obviously a very emotionally charged episode and uh, the lodges and the service industry and the workers in Northern Ontario are really feeling the pinch now with all these closures and the extended closures and the lack of a direction for what their future holds. So we're going to do something we don't usually do. We're asking our listeners that if they know anybody who owns a lodge or works at a lodge, even if it's not a musky lodge a hunting outfit, a camp, anything, please send them the link to this episode. It's very important, I think, that people understand, really hearing from the owners of these businesses, how these government policies are really destroying these industries. And it's really important that we help them out. So the link for this will be published on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, or you can just direct anybody to uh, uglypikepodcast.com dot com where we catalog all of our episodes. They can all be listened to via embedded players or they can be downloaded on our website and uh, let 's help get the word out and let 's get people listening to what some of these lodge owners are actually saying and feeling and thinking and let 's just do our best to try and implement change for the better and uh get everything back up and running into normal. So thanks again for listening, everybody. It's been a great season for us and our crew so far, killer season so far. We're seeing some of the guides in Ontario really killing it on the waters. And as we said, in a lot of the past episodes... There is a lack of pressure right now in in a lot of the areas in Ontario due to the American anglers not being able to come over. This is a really great time to be a muskie angler. Um, I mean, it's uh, under the circumstances, obviously, there's nothing great about what's going on. But again, time to take that trip of a lifetime up north uh, when you can. If you can this year, it's going to be a great year. I'm sure next season when things are a little more wide open and these lodges are you know, at capacity in terms of uh, their allowance to do business, next season is going to be awesome too. And it looks like uh, the fish populations, the fish activity, everything is just on a dramatic uptick. So, you know, let's just try to support each other and
0: let's hit it hard and tight lines, everybody. Thanks again for listening.